What's going on family? Pastor Sergio Chavez reporting live and direct to you and yours. And listen, I wanted to take a moment to thank you for tuning in to the Hope Huddle Podcast, your place for inspiration, hope, and empowerment. Herculitis of Ephesus, perhaps you, 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 you have never heard of him. He was a Greek philosopher. And he once stated this. He said, change is the only constant in life. Change is the only constant in life. The reality about life is that we will experience many changes. Seasons change. We just transitioned into a new season, even though it may seem confusing when you live in the DMV. You don't know what season you're in. You come out and one day it feels like summer. You know what I'm talking about? The next day it feels like it's fall. Then it feels like it's spring and then and then a day out of the week, it'll feel like it's winter. You pull your coat out, and so you're confused. But the reality is that we are in a new season, which is the fall season. And seasons are a powerful thing because uh, it affects the climate. It affects the weather. When a season changes, it affects the clothes that we wear, the foods that we eat. It affects even the moods that we're in. Uh, right around this time, you know, they, restaurants and coffee stores and cafes, they start rolling out their fall menus because, because the menus change based on the season. Appearances change based on seasons. And perhaps uh, you started your year in a certain way and you've already experienced change throughout the months of this year. Maybe you started in a relationship that you're no longer in throughout this year relationship change. Maybe you changed your hair because you felt a shift. You know, that's usually a reflection of what's happening inside. You change your hair. Some of you did it multiple times this year. Perhaps you started with a group of friends and you're no longer friends because your friendships changed throughout the year. Perhaps you transitioned from a school, you transitioned from a home, you transitioned from your job, career path. Perhaps your body changed throughout this year. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about change. Show of hands if you know what I'm talking about. Changes. See, we will all go through changes. And the reality is about life is that you can do nothing about it. Life will forever be full of changes. But here is the thing, many of us don't like change. Many of us like comfort. We like to be comfortable. And, and anything that disturbs that comfort, I don't want it, I don't like it, I don't want to change friends, I don't want to change schools, I don't want to change relationships, I don't want to change this career, but I don't, I don't want change because I'm comfortable. Even though we don't like ch change to the point that even when we're in something toxic, because we like the comfort so much, even when it's toxic, we will fight to stay in it. Even when something is unhealthy, if it interrupts our comfort, if it interrupts our lifestyle, if it interrupts my sleep, I don't want to change that. The reality is many of us don't like change, we like comfort, we have a hard time with transitions because transitions are not attractive. Transitions are difficult. Because here's the thing, and, and if I could throw something, and, and would you be ready to catch something if I throw something at you? Let, how many would be ready to catch something if I throw it? All right, this is for y'all. A lot of times we are attracted or we love the idea 
of the promise, but not the idea of the process. We love the idea of a degree, but to get there, it's a process. We love the idea of a title and a license, but to get there, it's a process. We love the idea of getting into a new relationship, but in order for us to have a successful relationship, it's a process. We love the idea of serving God and coming to church and, 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 and saving money and investing money and launching a business. And we love the idea of it, but it is a process. And it's not attractive, let me tell you, the process. It is the opposite of attractive. attractive. It, is, it, is, it, is, it is uncomfortable, it is grueling. Process is difficult. We love, the, we love the idea of something in the beginning of it. We love the beginning of a movie. We're excited, we got our popcorn. We love the ending of it, but in between, it's confusion, it's frustration. You ever, you ever seen a movie like that where you just, at the beginning of it, you're excited to watch it, and then as you start continuing to watch it, you just become angry at the characters, frustrated. Like you knew that was gonna happen. Why did you go there? Scary movies when you know that what's getting ready to happen and you know they're not supposed to go through that door or, 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 or talk to that person and yet they do it. See, the middle of it is frustrating, is difficult, is grueling. We don't wanna deal with it. We like the idea of something in the beginning. Oh, when we first start relationships, it's amazing, it's incredible. When we first start something, it's beautiful. It's when, when we start serving God, it's amazing. And we want to already get to the final process to the end of it, but we've got to deal with the middle. Would you, would, you, would you tell the person beside you, tell them you gotta deal with what's in the middle. You gotta deal with what's in the middle. And what happens in life is that when we start getting hit with the realities that things begin to change, a lot of us begin to run away what God told us to do. A lot of us begin with a vision, begin with a dream, begin with a goal, but as soon as life starts changing and we start to get hit, we start to get hit with the realities of life, that's when we begin to run away because we're expecting something from a particular season and then that season changes. You ever been hit with something that you expected from a season and it just threw you completely off? You expect something to go a certain way. Let me just give this quick analogy. I'll never forget years ago, it's just very short. Uh, I, I, years ago, I went with my sister. We went to, we, we were planning a trip. We went to Florida. This was a long time ago. I don't even know if she, was rem if she remembers this. Uh, I'm thinking this was around April. So, you know, coming out of the DMV, it's a little chilly here. And then I'm, I'm going to Florida. Uh, what do you all expect out of that season? How's the weather gonna be like? Uh, it's gonna be nice, right? So how do, how do you think I packed based on that? For warm weather. All I packed was shorts and t-shirts because I was expecting something out of the season in that place. And so I sh we show up to Tampa and as soon as we, we come out of the airplane, I feel like I'm still, I still feel like I'm in DC. And so I'm wearing shorts and people in Florida are wearing jackets. Life is like that sometimes. That you prepare for something, that you expect something out of a season, but then we get hit with the reality of something different. But here's the thing, change is inevitable, but the way that we respond to change 
can alter and make all the difference as to how we live our lives and as to, and as to how we uh, carry out our spiritual walk with God. In our relationship with Jesus, in our faith journey, we will all experience transitions and change. Here's the thing about when we go through transitions with God, the point of God taking us through different seasons and transitioning us is for us to be transformed to be more like Him. A lot of people question their season in God. Why am I going through this season? It's very simple. I don't care what season you're in. The answer is the same. Because in that season, God wants to reveal himself in your life, and he wants to transform you and make you more like him. Whether it be in your thought process, in your thinking, he wants your thinking to be aligned with his heart and his thinking. Whether it be in the words that you use, he wants your words, the confessions out of your mouth to be aligned with his word and the, and the word of God. And whether it be in your deeds and in your actions in any season, he wants to transform it so that your deeds and your actions will be aligned with what he wants us to do in his word. The whole point of transitions and seasons in God is to transform us to be more like him. Transitions, if you're writing those down, I want you to write this down. Transition is the act of passing from one state to the next. It can be an event or it can be an entire season, whether it be weeks or years, that results in transformation. Here's the thing. We can try to fight transitions. We can try to run away from transitions. We can try to pull away from it. We will always have to deal with transitions. So I have some encouragement if anybody in this place is currently in a place of transition. This message may not be for everybody, but, but I wanna know if there's anybody in here that's going through transition changes to, in the room today. Let me know if I'm speaking to the right people. Transition change, I have something to encourage you today. In the Bible, there's a well-known story. If you've ever been to a Sunday school, you, you, you know the story. You heard the story. It comes out of the book of Joshua. Let me give you the context of what's happening here in the book of Joshua before we get into the scripture. The book of Joshua, Joshua was going through a major transition in life. He was a leader uh, for, uh, for the people of Israel. Now, he was the assistant of Moses, and you all may know Moses, who was the liberator of the people of Israel. Now, they spent hundreds of years in captivity in Egypt, and so God, he raised up Moses to deliver the people, and Joshua was one of his, his mentees, one of his assistants. So Joshua was under him for years, under his tutelage, studying under him, watching his leadership closely, and so, and so what happened is after the people were delivered out of bondage and out of captivity, then they began, you know the story, they wandered in the wilderness. Wilderness, but yet God was doing miraculous things and in that process while they were in their wilderness they saw God's miraculous hand providing them giving them manna so they can eat giving them water so they can drink out of bitter waters and making them sweet so they can drink providing a cloud by day so they can have some air conditioning providing a pillar of fire by night so they can have some heating at night because in the desert it gets extremely cold and extremely hot so God throughout this whole time was taking them through the wilderness a test 
feasting season. And so Joshua was here while Moses was leading the way, and now we find ourselves to a place where the whole reason they were in the wilderness was because there was a promise. And the promise that God had given them was to get to the land of Canaan. The land of Canaan was the land of promise, was the land of milk and honey, was the place that they wanted to get to. But, but here they are, they were released from bondage, and now they were dealing with the middle. They were dealing with the process in order for them to get to the promise. And then what ends up happening is now the great leader, Moses, dies. The people are mourning. That had been their, their leader. God had used them tremendously to bring them out of bondage. And not only that, God had revealed his law to Moses and he gave him, and it is known as the Mosaic law. So he had given these commandments to Moses. So he was a spiritual leader. God was revealing things to him. He was a powerful man and he was at the forefront. And now the one that was beside him has to step up to leadership. Moses dies, the people are grieving, the people are worried, the people are anxious, and so now Joshua in the time that is most uncomfortable, in a time where he's having to grieve himself, in a time where he's emotionally wrecked, now he has to assume responsibility, now he has to assume leadership, and he's in this season of transition. So I believe there's some encouragement out of Joshua's story that I want to give to you today. Let's go to the scripture here, Joshua chapter 1, verse 6 through 9, because I believe that the same promise and the same words that was given to Joshua is the same words that God wants to give you today. The word says in chapter 1, verse 6 through 9, it says, be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit, to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. So God is reminding him of the promise while he's in the process. He's giving him words of encouragement. He's saying, be strong and courageous. Verse seven, be strong again. He's saying it, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it right or left that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be, here it is again, be strong and courageous. Matter of fact, tell, tell, the, tell your neighbor that's falling asleep right now, say be strong and be courageous. Go ahead, wake them up a little, tell them, be strong and be courageous. Here the Lord is telling him again, he's saying be strong and be courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Can I tell you today, those same words God is telling you today. Whenever we go through seasons, transitions, let me tell you two things. I want to give you two things out of today, just two things, two principles that I believe what God does when we're in seasons of transitions. But when we're in seasons of transitions with Him, because let me tell you, you can go through transitions and changes and try to do it on your own. But I'm talking about believers. You have an advantage whenever you go through trial and tribulation, but you have the advantage of having the Holy Spirit by your side, inside of you, leading the way. You have an advantage today. So when you go through seasons and transitions with God, I believe this is what happens. The first thing that God does is He will always give you affirmation in your season of transition. Write that down if you're taking notes. He will always give you affirmation. How do I know that? 
He told Joshua three times just in this passage, verse 6, verse 7, and verse 9. He says, be strong and be courageous. He knew that he needed to remind Joshua to be bold in the season of transition because Joshua was, was at this moment emotionally vulnerable. At this moment, he was discouraged. He has seen his leader who he loved now has died. And so he's, he's in a place where he's questioning everything. So God tells him, be strong and be very courageous. I don't know what season you're in in your relationships, but God is telling you, be strong and be courageous. I don't know what season you're in at your job. Maybe they changed the boss who's giving you a hard time. God is saying, be strong and be courageous. Maybe right now you've experienced loss in your family. God is saying, be strong and be courageous. I don't know if your friendships has changed and it's affected you. God is saying, be strong and be courageous. I don't know if your health is affecting you but God is saying today be strong and be courageous I want to encourage someone today God is saying to you be strong and be courageous he's affirming you he's affirming you because he gave you a promise he wants to remind you remind you of why you started that goal remind you of why he gave you that dream remind you even when it's difficult even when you're shedding tears even when it's grueling in the process God says be strong and be courageous God wants us to do because the picture is not clear but can I tell you God will always give you a vision and a dream and even though it's not clear still yet he tells you to keep on walking and continue to pursue that vision that dream that word that he gave you how do I know this? Some of y'all are saying, Pastor, you need to prove that. In Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, he told Abraham, you will be a father of nations. In the same way you see the stars in the sky, the sand in the sea, you will also have descendants in this way. You will be a father of nations. But here's the thing. He said, you have to leave your land and go to a land that I show you. The picture wasn't clear, but yet God says, I want you to walk and I will show you the way whenever Jesus called his closest disciple he said come follow me and I will make you fishers of men can you imagine imagine this for a moment you you chilling on Instagram you laid back you just kicking it let's just say you never heard of Jesus before you just eating relaxing eating your lunch and here a random man you don't know anything about it, but he calls you and says, come and follow me. Most of you would say, Joker, you are crazy. I'm not going anywhere with you. I don't know who you are. I don't follow you. We don't have any type of connection. And in the same way, Jesus called these men, his disciples. He says, come and follow me. The picture was not clear to them yet. In Matthew chapter 4, we see that story. But here's the thing about God. The picture always becomes clear as you get closer to him. The picture always gets clearer when you get closer to him. The second reason why people struggle with transition is because the assignment on our lives is too overwhelming, it's too daunting. We, we struggle with transitions, we struggle with seasons because we say this season is it's too daunting. I can't step into that because it's too scary, it's too overwhelming. And what ends up happening is we end up settling and we end up staying stuck and comfortable because the assignment is too daunting, it's too overwhelming, it's too scary. 
The third reason we struggle is because here it is, maybe you've used this excuse or maybe I'll know my own. Uh, I've used this excuse whenever God has called me to do something. The timing is not right. Can you keep it real? How many of us said that to God before? God, this ain't the time yet. Okay. <clears throat> Dr. Samuel Chan, uh, a minister and leadership uh, expert, I love what he said once. He says, once you're 100% sure of something that you're supposed to do, it's already too late. We sit back and we're waiting for everything to come together. Everything comes together once you step out and go after it. We approach life with an attitude, it needs to feel right, otherwise I'm not doing it. I feel like the Lord is speaking because y'all mighty quiet in here today. I'm not getting no amens. I'm not getting no smiles. It's all right. I love you guys. You can smile at me. Let me know you're still here with me. Praise the Lord. God is speaking. I'll take that as that. I'll take that as that. That God is speaking to you. That's why you guys are quiet and you're in silence and you're, and you're meditating and you're reflecting back on, on what, what I'm sharing. <laughs> Here's the thing. We approach like it needs to feel right. Can I give you some revelation that God gave me? It would never feel right in the beginning. It would never be the right time. When God called us to start this ministry, it didn't feel right. When you're meeting with six people in your living room, you ain't got no money, you ain't got no building, you ain't got no programs, you ain't got no funds, you ain't got no musicians, you ain't got no instruments, you ain't got nothing, you ain't got no people that's coming along. All you have is hope, all you have is dream, all you have is faith. It don't feel right. When you're starting in your marriage and, you, and, and you're not a millionaire yet, I know you're on your way, but, 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 <laughs> but, but, but well, I'm not committing because it doesn't feel right yet. I'm not committing to marriage. I'm not committing to family because it doesn't feel right. Can I tell you, you will never feel right before having kids. I know this, been through it twice. Some of y'all been it three, four, five, six times. It would never, there would never be a moment where God said, you are now totally and fully prepared to be a parent. You are now, when God called me to be a minister, you are now, at 15 years old, God called me. You think at 15 years old I knew what I was going to be doing? But the thing is, I said yes, Lord, when he called me. The thing is, even when the picture is not clear, even when the timing is not right, if God is, I want to wake somebody up, I'm feeling this thing down in my spirit. If God has called you to do something and he's gave you a promise to it, he's going to be faithful to you while you're going through the process. Even though it doesn't feel right, he will always be with you. He will tell you, be strong and be courageous. I'm with you. I won't let you go. That's all I ever done in my life, Tinez. All I've ever done in my life is say, yes, Lord. I don't have any idea of how this is going to happen, but I'm going to follow you, God, because if you call me to do it, I believe that you're going to be faithful. I don't know how my family is going to make it through this season of transition, but God, I trust you. I don't know how I'm going to make it out of this difficult season in my job, but I say, yes, Lord, I trust you. I will worship you. I will praise you. I will serve you. starts with the yes because the timing may seem like it's never right 
And so God, for all of those reasons and all of those excuses, whether it's the picture's not clear yet, Lord, he says, funny enough in my brain how all these connections come. Three things I gave you, three reasons why we always struggle with these transitions. And three times in the verses, he tells him, be strong and courageous. Verse six, seven, and nine, he says, Lord, the picture is not clear yet. God is saying, be strong and be very courageous. God, the assignment over my life is too daunting, it's overwhelming. I, I don't know if I'm qualified. I don't know if I'm capable. Be strong and be courageous. God, the timing is not right. I'm uncomfortable. I, you're calling me to do this in the middle of everything. I don't know how this is gonna happen. God says, be strong and be courageous. The courage that God wants to give you today it's not the courage that comes within ourselves. He wants to give you confidence in Him. I want to do some teaching. I, 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 hope, I, I hope you catch this. Every season will expose a weakness in our lives. Every season will expose a weakness in our lives. And every season, God has an opportunity to meet you at the place of weakness. I hope that you catch this. You will go through seasons of loneliness and it will expose how emotionally vulnerable you are. But in God, those seasons of loneliness, he can be your comforter. You will go through seasons where you feel like you're lacking. That's a need that you have. And in those seasons, he will meet you to become your provider. I don't know if anybody has those testimonies, but I do. You will go through seasons where you will question your calling, where you will question your identity, you will question whether you're valuable, you will question whether, whether you, you have purpose, and in those seasons, he will meet you there to fill you with purpose, to fill you with clarity, to fill you with security, that you are loved, that you have purpose. Every season exposes a weakness, but in those seasons, God reveals himself in a new way. And oftentimes, I don't know if it's happened to you, uh, when you look back at your life, ain't it amazing when you go through a season and then once you're out of the season, I know when you're in it, it feels like a dark cloud is over your head. But anybody ever gone through the season and then you look back at the season and say, I say if had I not gone through that, I wouldn't be as strong as I am today. Had I... Had I, not, had I not experienced loneliness, I would have never met God to be a comforter. Had I not gone through pain in my body, I would have never met God to be my healer. Had I not gone through the season where I questioned myself, my value, and God met me to tell me that I'm loved, that I'm called, that I'm his. That's why we go through these seasons. Let me give you the second thing and I'm gonna be out of your way. What God does in transitions, not only does he affirm us, and today I feel by the Holy Spirit to affirm you today. Because you may be questioning your season. Is God with me in this season? I want to affirm you by the Holy Spirit. God is with you in this season of your life. I don't know what season you're going through. It might be loss, it might be grief, it might be pain, it might be struggle, but there's beauty in the struggle. God is meeting you right there where you are. There's beauty in it. He will reveal himself. I'm saying this by the Holy Spirit, and I don't know if anybody will receive that word today, but in fact, I prophesy. Can, can you do that with me? Prophesy to your neighbor and tell him, God is with you in your season. Let somebody know God is with you in your season. He affirms you in your season. And the second thing is he gives you revelation as navigation. Look at that. Get my rapid skills on. Oh, yeah, I know. They used to rhyme back in the day. 
DJ No Hits. I still got it. I made all, all my points rhyme. Y'all gotta give me a little credit. Affirmation, revelation, navigation. Y'all got some hateration. I see you. I see you. Y'all hating on me. <laughs> he will give you revelation. <laughs> I'm a fool. Lord help me. He will give you revelation as navigation. What does that mean, Pastor? Look at the second thing that he tells, he tells Joshua. He says, be careful, if we could go back to the scripture, be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn right or left that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything in it. He gives revelation. What is the revelation? His word is your navigation. His word is what's supposed to give you direction in your, in your season and in your transition. His, he gives you his word as your positioning system. That's what I like to call the GPS, God's positioning system. See, the difference between God's positioning system, his word, much different from the, from the navigation on, or GPS on our iPhones or on Samsung or Androids. Lord help you if you got an Android or a Samsung. Uh, <laughs> but, but, but it's much different because here's the thing. When it comes to your navigation on your device, on your tablet, or whatever you, you use navigation on, at times you can be smarter than your navigation. That's actually when I get so annoyed. You know when your thing, thing is smarter than you? You can save 15 minutes. You ever had that one of those pop up on the navigation? You can save 15, and I'll just be one in a, you can save five minutes if you just, and I'm looking at it like, cancel, I'm not going that way, I know where I'm going. And a lot of times we follow that navigate and it ends up taking us all types of directions and all types of ways and, 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 and we end up saying, I'm smarter than this thing. Here's the thing between your GPS and God's GPS, his word. You are not smarter than God's GPS. In fact, let me throw that at you, see if you catch it, you're bold enough to catch that one. <laughs> you are not smarter than God and you are not smarter than his word. The Bible says his thoughts are above our thoughts, it says in Jeremiah. His perspective is different from ours. He sees the end from the beginning. The God that we serve, in case you didn't know, is omniscient, meaning he has all knowledge and he is all powerful. He is omnipotent, meaning that in, in your season that you're in, he's with you and he's already meeting you at the end of your season. He's waiting on you. Here's the thing. He knows the path you should take. But we get stubborn at times. We say, no, I'm a, I, know, I know how to get there, Lord. God is saying, don't stray, don't get, don't, get, don't get distracted by these relationships. Lord, I know what I'm doing. Don't get involved in any more things. You know what that did beforehand. Don't, 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 don't start answering those DMs. I'm not going to look at you. I'm just going to look at this. <laughs> because I know that I'm not talking to anybody here. I'm talking to the people that listen to us on a podcast. And you go and you start answering, I know better. That's why he had to tell Joshua, don't stray. Don't depart to the left and don't depart to the right. I know at times you may feel like it'll be better if you just go this way or if you just go that way, but God is saying, stay focused on the path that I've set you on. 
the one who began the good work in you will be faithful to complete it. Do not depart from it. The reason he told him that, and, and I'm going to end here shortly. The reason he told him that was because he knew that the people of Israel had a track record. Did you, did you know that for them to get to the, the promised land, it only took about two weeks for them to get to from where they are, from Egypt, to the land of Canaan. Scholars have researched the journey from Egypt to Canaan on foot. It would have taken approximately, listen to me good, approximately two weeks, specifically around 11, 12 days. They wandered in the wilderness for 40 years because they were on their own GPS. The Lord was providing them direction. The Lord was giving them instruction. The Lord was feeding their soul and feeding their bodies. But yet they said, I'm going to do it my way. What are you delaying in your life because you want to follow your own GPS? What dreams are you delaying? What promise did God give you and you're delaying it? What calling did he give you? What word did he give you? But because you want to do it your way and not follow his word, you're delaying it. And that causes bitterness, resentment towards God. You become ungrateful with God. Because you're going your way and things are not going right. And here you are saying, God, you did this to me. I know this is not for you. This is for the people that listen to me on the podcast. So what God says, he says, let the word be in your heart. Let it be in your mouth. When you're, when you're struggling through your transition, don't confess defeat. Confess victory. When you're in the struggle of your transition, do not confess that you are a failure. Confess that you are a conqueror, that you are a victor, that you are victorious in Christ Jesus. He says, let this word be in your lips. Let it be on your mind what you think about. Let it be the word of God and not only think about it and confess it, but actually do the word. Be a doer of the word. Implement the word. Apply that word. Don't let these messages that we give here Sunday after Sunday be something that you take for granted. We get so inspired after hearing a message and then two, three days later, we forgot about the whole message. He's saying, if you wanna see success, if you wanna be prosperous in this season of transition, you gotta meditate on the word, confess the word, be something that you're constantly looking after, scriptures. You have no excuse to not read a verse a day. You have no excuse to not go in your Bible and say, you know what, I'm just going to read for five, ten minutes. Let me read the Word. Let me meditate on it. Let me learn. Let me, let me reflect back on it. Let me implement the Word. He's saying, because when you do that, then you will make your way prosperous. Then you will have good success. I am with you wherever you go. Once again, much love and appreciation for listening to today's message. I'm so glad that you've been a part of the listening experience, but let me tell you, there's nothing like the live experience. It cannot be explained, only experienced. And so I encourage you to come out on a Sunday so you can listen to the messages live and be a part of a wonderful atmosphere within family and within community. You can find more information about our gatherings on our website at myhopecenter.org. Also, make sure to follow us. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Our handle is at my 
My Hope Center. I also encourage you to subscribe to our podcast so that you get notified as soon as we upload content. Make sure to share it with your friends and your family. There's someone that you know that could really benefit from these messages. So make sure to spread the word about what's happening here on the Hope Huddle podcast. So again, I hope to see you soon. Until then, peace, love, and God bless.